Like I've been texting him every day. I could be texting other boys. You know, it takes time to text. Precious time. Nearly beloved, we're gathered here tonight to DM with TikTok rappers. Yes, that means we're watching The Bachelor Australia 2020. My name's Lucy May. I'm your host for these proceedings. And my wonderful co-host is noted intimacy coach, Karen Pickering. (laughs) Well, I would have shut that shit down. (laughs) Incorrect. It was wonderful. No, it wasn't. It was awful. (laughs) We recorded this on Wurundjeri and Wadarung land. Let's get into it. Wow. I'm really excited because intimacy is one of my stronger points. Karen, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Would you rather? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you rather write a nice toast about Lockie Mm. or hike to Everest Bakes Camp, (laughs) which is, just to clarify, about a 14-day round-trip trek in the Himalayas. Yeah, to get to base camp. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll just wait for you at base camp. Um, I would accept the challenge of writing a toast to Lockie. Okay. I'm the adventure girl. I like the outdoors. I hike. I mountain bike. That's my van. I'm supposed to be glamping with you. And then I would get there and when I was standing in front of him, my toast would be, cheers, mate. Thanks for making this so easy. Smash my glass because it's one of those hideous coloured glasses (laughs) and then walk out. Seriously. It would have been so satisfying if someone would have done that just said actually your shit mate i'd like to make a toast I like you, mate. <laughs> to myself because i'm fucking yeah. sick i'm amazing and i'm way too good for you catch you later catch you in bali see you in Seminyak. yeah which was pretty much what juliet did <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that um jump cut to her in the yeah. car that was some good editing that one was, of the that great exits mm. yeah the TikTok star, you know, monologue, and then in the car. <laughs> I loved it so much. I, when she was getting so much airtime, I was thinking, yeah, they, she's this is a stitch up. Yeah, this is a stitch up, and they're, they're this is the runway f- for her leaving, which is always so annoying because there was so much good lols in everything she was saying in her talking head. Um, She's good anyway. talent. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the the exit, the fact that she left wasn't so surprising because no. she, as we mentioned, her and Caitlin and Matt, Madel, Madison, Madeline? Maddie? <laughs> Mad- God, Maddie. We're kind of filling out the numbers at this point. Yeah. 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 And Steph too. So in that rose ceremony, we – said goodbye to Juliet and Steph. So No, Juliet now... didn't make it to the rose ceremony. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's we true. so After... we, we've lost we lost Maddie, Steph, yep. Caitlin. Is that it? And Juliet. And Juliet. Yeah, since yeah. the last time we talked. Um so basically there's no one there who's funny anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? Is he is constantly laughing. Well that's different. <laughs> she She's amusing because she laughs so much. She's amused. She's amused, exactly. She's highly amused. I didn't pick her to make it to the end. Neither. 
Nina. She's dark horse. Yeah. I like her. I think she's funny. I mean, I think she's sweet. She definitely got sent on the worst date I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> my God. I I um, vented my spleen about this a bit on Instagram that what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, sure. Take me. Take me to to a whitewashed, empty, unused office block where we can put nappies on baby dolls and then drink some tea. And then that looks that looks tea. like the sort of place that the murderer takes you in yes. a movie to kill you. Yeah, like it and was, that's, it that's was so dead. <laughs> hanging out and then you then then you turn around and there's like a photo collage shrine <laughs> and a giant red ball of string to tie you off yeah. with the whole thing was just not only creepy but sad yes it was really <laughs> i would have been so pissed off if that was my single date with you know assuming it was someone who i was interested in which I don't know if you've picked this up yet, but I'm not interested in Lucky. It's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to feel the feelings that you're feeling. Actually, pause to shout out my 13-year-old niece who noted that he's he's basically a Sims person, like a Sims <laughs> character of an adventure beard man, um, you know, but in real life and enormous. So thanks for that, niece. <laughs> That's exactly right. But Yeah, I know, think so I, I got in the Lego people. man. He's like... Yeah. He is. He's like a um a GI Joe action figure. He's like Bali adventure guy action figure. Yeah. And I would be so pissed off if though if I it was someone that I liked and they said, "Oh, hey, someone gets to go now whitewater rafting on the murky water looks kind of fun because <laughs> yeah, let's head over to to the empty office block and have a cuppa." But also hey, compare it to the other dates. Like Irina goes in a for some yeah, inexplicable reason, a combi to what what are they called? Mountain bike, um, <laughs> and have a <laughs> some sort of picnic, hiking, camping situation. Yeah, and Bella gets taken to do like beautiful Japanese pottery and yeah. Like I feel like in my mind because this is my first Bachelor season, I thought something that I was going to get out of watching it would be really spectacular setups. Activities. Yeah, like I thought, but, yeah. but also like remember the remember back through the midst of time, Bella's first date on the boat. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, I'd just rather slam my head in a door. But that yeah. is like, you know, romantic inverted commas like they're in a boat they're on sydney harbour it's extremely scenic um and i mean thinking of like the the dates that they went on in maths and stuff too like you know the cute restaurants and stuff was kind of especially now as we're locked in our fucking houses We're locked in our own abandoned office block. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to see someone hanging out in an office block like, um, like, Alfred was in the beginning of the second season of Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if you watched that, where she's at the Boston Globe. I just feel like it, it. Like, obviously, the producers have had a hard time in terms yeah. of the year that we're all Literally. facing. Yeah, but they've got budgets they've got money they've got like supposedly you know smart 
young cool people working there who are trying to kind of like make good tv i sort of felt like i've seen better setups on like kids tv shows <laughs> like yeah like pl- a play school a play school <laughs> date would probably be better or like dirt girl you know <laughs> there's like because- more cuteness in in like i've seen better parlor games played at like share house parties you know like it's just this it's very flat the toast the brekkie the all of it it's just like wow 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 they also should have some money from all of those really subtle product endorsements (laughs) wait i've got a magnum do you want a magnum (laughs) like why are they sending them to friggin you know taronga zoo and bloody luna park and you know, I nice mean, things. on NAFT, they sent people to da- Nightmare Island, Daydream <laughs> Island and so forth. And Fiji. And f- Yeah. I mean, Which they can't I even guess, send anyone you know. to Bali. I suppose they can't. Yeah, actually, they can't, can they? Yeah, I mean, I the whole COVID it. situation. But I just felt like yeah. I just was watching and I was like, this is sad. This is like yeah. really depressing. And, of course, yeah. it's like compounded by the fact that we don't like him. But I just yeah. kind of felt like, guys, where's the – I've been – for years kind of looking over the shoulders of people watching The Bachelor going, I can kind of get the appeal of all that glitz and glamour. The glamour. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and like the, all the red carpets and rose petals and amazing frocks and stuff and it's kind of, I guess, obviously big spanner thrown in the works with, with coronavirus but it just sort of feels like the, the um what was that theme park in Degeneration? In the late show, oh. Piss Week World. <laughs> Piss Week like, World. It feels like the Piss Week World version of The Bachelor, like the Channel Thirty One version. No offense yes. to people cutting their teeth in youth television, but you know, Channel Ten. Come on, you got yeah. the big bucks. Like Izzy get- really had it. Like she, she was pretty good natured about it. I mean, you probably couldn't tell with Izzy because she just laughs nonstop, but. She, she could have taken her to a garbage bin and said, and this is our day. She would have been like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> when we did discover, of course, that all this talk of, oh, I want to settle down with someone and have kids and so forth is possibly, you know, words speaking louder than actions given that when Lockie did, quote, unquote, put that nappy on the on the doll, <sighs> then he threw it down on the table. He slammed now, it. Not yet, not yeah. ready for this. Slammed yeah. it. I mean, in fairness, they both looked extremely uncomfortable slash incompetent yeah. at that task. Yeah. Um, mm. Which, you know, like equal opportunity, hashtag not all men, hashtag not all contestants, hashtag some contestants who are women as well. Um, because, yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that it's like a very awful way of getting people to talk about something as you know, deeply profound and yeah. personal as whether or not they want to have kids, like shoving a plastic baby in front of them. And like, it's, it was just rank. It was really weird. If you didn't like that, what did you think about the um, intimacy coach? <laughs> well, she is actually really cool. So, oh, really? Because I follow her on Instagram. She's oh, yeah. on Instagram as G-Spot, I think, because her name's George or something. Cute. She's Cute, cute as anything. And she was on on Insta the next day, going like, "Oh, I had a nice time," but you know, yeah, let's we won't blame the messenger for that. No, she okay, that. so she's fine. But I just, it was so that activity whoa. was just whoa. watching them all kind of touch 
him and someone in our chat group said made a reference to like how did he not crack a boner and like (gasps) and then like I just couldn't help but this that coach is just like intimacy person that woman is just kind of standing there yeah and like that kind of work is like like pretty new niche in the marketplace in terms of like within sex therapist sexologist kind of spaces like I think intimacy consultants and stuff have become a lot more sought after in the me too era um yeah but also for like film sets and stuff like they help to orchestrate sex scenes and stuff to make sure that they're like fully and like music film clips and things might have an intimacy coach or whatever yeah which is cool like a really good thing but it just felt I I mean presumably she didn't devise the um activity but I just felt like deeply uncomfortable watching it I loved when Juliet just painted something on his back and then someone on Twitter had doctored it so that um, it was her just, just writing kick me on his back. <laughs> Which would have been so good. Um, yeah. And how is, how is Steph though? She must just be a really good kid. the bash. Yeah. Yeah, because he was quite blown away and then but can we just also like rewind a little bit? Because mm. I, when I drilled down into what was making me feel so uncomfortable watching it is that whatever I think of him, which is very little, um, for him to be put in that situation yeah. felt really wrong to me and it felt like, again, like we're say, like I was saying about the, the Nicole getting pushed over the cliff at the beginning, mm. <laughs> that it's like it just models the opposite of what we want people to see when they think of connection, intimacy, sex, hooking up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, he's mm. blindfolded. He doesn't know who's doing it, you know, like um, everyone yeah. gets to touch him and he's covered. Like I was like, imagine if this is a woman. They would never mm. That crossed my mind as do well. That. And yet it wasn't a woman. It wasn't a woman, so it's not the same. I'm not equating it, but I just think yeah. the fact that he was, it also reinforces this idea that men are like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm game for that. Like, yeah, go for gold, touch me anywhere, you know, and that for them there is no such thing as a boundary, there is no such thing as. Yeah. Because so if he had of, said actually, yeah, you know, there are, I, there are ways that I'm not, I don't want to be touched if I'm blindfolded and it's someone doing it who I don't know, then that would have completely thrown the vibe. So he wouldn't, like, it just wouldn't have been a thing that would be expected of like this large man. And it would be coded, like it would be received as unmasculine. Yeah, yeah. And that's really fucked up, you know, Mm -hmm. like if the the fact that he was like, oh, yeah, I'm just a good sport about it and this is just a bit of a a lark, you know, I was kind of watching it going like this is actually sending all the wrong signals and it's like he's got to guess who's doing it. So then Steph kisses him without his consent and, you know. Mm, yeah. Blah, did not The want. whole thing was not not fun. While I was not watching sexy. it. No, I felt really uncomfortable, but mainly I just still am so thrown by how genuinely all the women seem to be into him. <laughs> like, I just. Do you and think he it's does just his appearance? I mean, it has to be because there's nothing. He he, has, he gives them nothing else. Well, I guess it's also this kind of affable, larrikin, 
entrepreneur vibe, you know, this where he's kind of laughing and oh, up for it. And I'm but one like, of the lads oh, kind of thing. One of the lads, but I'm not like super threatening or like I'm kind of caring in that like adventure guide way. It, yeah, like someone we- in our in our group was like, why does Irina love him so much? Yes. When she seems the person who was posing that question was was kind of like, you know, framing it as like she thinks Irina seems so cool and so great. Why does she love Lockie? And I was like, because the bar is so low. Yeah. Not just for like other bachelors, but like <laughs> for men in general in that kind of like, you know, cis heteropatriarchal dating pool, women are like conditioned to think that if he has a job, you know, which he has this really great successful job and he makes money, if he's yep. tall, if he's like fit and big and, you know, could Able like bodied. pick me up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I mean, he's all, he, all these other privileges, like he's white and he's, you know, middle-class education and all these things. But I think for women, they're not necessarily looking at men and going like, is he middle-class? Is he white? Is he, but they're going, does he does he seem as you said is he non-threatening is he like nice to me yeah does he does he you know dress well and not live with his mom and yeah that's how low the bar is you know yeah. that, i think then women are like very razzle dazzled by the man who's like where who we're watching say all these things that we're like oh we hate to hear it like clang 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 and they're just like seeing this big strapping handsome man who's gonna who's who's nice to them (laughs) yeah who's sort of halfway decent but that same person said uh in that comment Irina in her vows effectively said something about you always look after me or you're there for me and I'd like to know how in what way has he looked after her or made things easier for her or her happier I just I mean he's genuinely into at least one other person and giving them all all of that and more being Bella I guess we don't know what has gone between them in terms of four months of you know, or months of te- texting yeah. and video chats and whatever during lockdown. He texted her first, Karen, didn't you know? And then, and then, <laughs> no, wait, she texted have him a fight first. About and then it. He he called her, but only after she texted. So therefore, it's a fabrication. Yeah, that sounds like a lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it, I mean, we don't know. I guess what he has said to her in terms of like, yeah, that's her, true. To tell what, her what to, to reassure about. her. But or what she it also, has revealed to him and vice versa. But it, it yeah. also my point could still stand in that she's like she is interpreting someone being kind and decent towards her as like, you know, you care about me so much. She said in that toast, you know, you care about me so much. Or everyone thinks that I care, I care for you, but you care for me. And I've never had that before. <sighs> I've never had that happen before. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, this you're in your late 20s, or is she 30 something? Yeah, not sure. Mm. I mean, that paired with all of her bits to camera about <laughs> unlucky, her character characterization of herself as unlucky in love. Yeah. That every 
guy she's ever had a serious long-term thing with has separated from her and then gotten married to the next girl. It's like, for a start, okay, cool, great idea, definitely go on a show where um, you've got a 1 in 25 chance of winning and a, and a much bigger chance of going through that again but on national television. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Um, but also that her standards and her gauge of what is what what she's willing to put up with for someone to say yes you I pick you seems you know like it's a lot yeah it's truly disappointing (laughs) the the state of the world that leads to someone like Irina saying all of that and then declaring her love to someone like Lockie on national tv I think she's gonna win in I feel like she will too. Um, I, yeah, I think that she's going to be there at the end, and then, and then, sadly, I predict that they'll break up after that. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. Um, but it does feel like Irina, Bella, or Roxy, Juliet, all of mm-hmm. these women are. Nicole said as well are saying at different points. I have real trust issues with men. I've had all these relationships that have, you know, blown up in my face. I, you know, like they all seem to have sustained a fair bit of damage from having relationships with men. And it's like all of their behaviours on the show that are being judged by the audience, including us, as like a bit much or, you know, not great or hilarious or whatever, are all kind of like I just kept thinking women get treated this way and so then they are suspicious and they are jealous and they 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 act out in all of these ways, not act out, but they behave in all of these ways yeah. that are kind of logical based on what they've experienced. And then they're kind of like mass gaslighted for being like, oh, she's a crazy bitch or she's, you know, and it's yeah, like, so. insecure. Yeah. So of like course. I really. <laughs> I really feel like watching it is like this horrible window into, you know, dating culture, which I, you know, don't, um, haven't for many years really like participated in, but it's also Australian society. It's like how we organize things, how we organize things along gender lines and class lines and race lines. We've seen it kind of play out on this show. This guy who is like, you know, we find tedious in the extreme is like the prize yeah because he kind of won the lottery the social lottery of like the big tall white rich guy who you know um can scoop you up and take you away to bali (laughs) i Uh, mean it's just i really reflected on it last week after roxy left i really i thought about why I watched her behavior and kept being like, no, like, why are you doing it? And it's really that the show is a microcosm of like what all women are going through, which is that they, they, they think that they have, they have to compete against each other for these very mediocre men. Prizes. That will then turn around and say like, you're a bit needy. You're a bit clingy. You're a bit of a bitch. You dubbed on Irina. You did the, like, will then meet up yeah. punishment to you for not being like the ultimate cool girl. <laughs> just yeah. 
So the cool girl who then also I the, the options that he gave Irina and Bella were waiting around at Everest Base Camp for him <laughs> while he climbed Everest. P.S. Don't climb Everest. Watch the documentary Sherpa from a few years ago. Just don't. So the option is hang out at base camp or um, patching up his cuts and wounds <laughs> yeah. that he's recklessly acquired while off doing things like climb While she's Everest. sitting there reading a book. While she's hanging yeah, out. I can so, just see uh, you just sitting here reading your book and me off climbing a tree because I'm seven years old. Like, yeah, and you're my mum. And I'll come and get a Band-Aid from you and you kiss up my yeah. boo-boo better. Yeah. Gross. I love you, Ma- Irina. <laughs> and that's also, not say he that. said to Izzy as well, like, would you be willing to move to Bali? And she's like, yeah, no problem. Drop everything. Go yeah. to Bali. No worries. And it's like you realise that there are two people who have two lives in two countries. Like maybe why doesn't he move to where you live? Well, this is the thing that we were talking about last week in the whole smorgasbord situation mm. that – he ha- he comes into this, and I guess maybe The Bachelor always does, comes in, is presented with an array of beauties who will slot into his life, however it is, in his case, they'll move to Bali. And so really the only thing that changes about his life is he has this, he'll, he'll have this beautiful girlfriend in Bali, whereas the women are expected to potentially sacrifice a heap of stuff being near their families, their potentially their jobs. Uh, oh, oh, wait, is this patriarchy? Is this <laughs> society that I'm looking at? No, because I mean, maybe I just don't remember that vibe happening in The Bachelorette. So, mm. I and I suppose maybe the fact that he lives in Bali and has this adventure woo company means that it's that's exacerbated, but it really feels like he's like, hey, I'm here to find. The lady to slot into the lady shaped, the girl shaped <laughs> hole in my existence. And nothing's really going to change for him. But also, as we are pretty sure that we know, he's not really there to find no. a partner. He's there yeah, to get endorsements and some more TV work and end up on fucking, I don't know, Dancing with the Stars or something. Um, yeah. But he, or to get publicity for his company in Bali or I don't know but he is so insincere and so Mm. inauthentic that watching him has now become like this exercise in it's like to hear my sharp intake of breath it's like just so frustrating watching someone just say like oh you know and then oh she just looks at me and her heart just melts and he just like trots out all the same lines over and over and over I normally like blue eyes (laughs) (laughs) but she's just got these big brown eyes these big doe eyes eyes. it it's it's putrid but as we were saying before, it's also writ large what so many women are going through who aren't on reality dating shows or who are in their own reality dating show where they don't get we to do a bit life. to camera going like, is he fucking serious, you know. Um, they just like, you know, text their friends and go, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, what – Izzy saying, I'll move to Bali. Irina saying, I'll move to Bali. Bella saying, I'll move to Bali. It just reinforces for him and for everyone else watching that that's 
the way of things and that's how it should be because you said before, well, she's going to have to like lose her career and lose her proximity to family and lose her, you know, and she has kids so she'll lose like, you know, career trajectory or, you know, her health or whatever and she's going to go do that. What does she get out of it? Well, she gets the ultimate prize as it's yeah. been sold to girls since they're five years old. Somebody picked you. You're off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one's a stinger. That's what it is, isn't it? Like it is. Because oh, it's hard to believe yep. that Irina is insincere. Like she's either genuine yeah. and and to be believed or she's a hell of a good performer but I think the, f- yeah. the first one is much more likely yeah I do think she has the genuine feelings I was gonna jump at the back of that van and be like bro you got it wrong and like we're watching it and we're like it's so obvious that he is not the genuine no. article so it's you know. also this like this feeling of with the particularly with the two of them with Arena and Lockie um there's a real holiday romance vibe to it for me in that you know like you can meet someone in a in an environment that is out of the norm out of the normal whether that's because you're traveling or like it's a I don't know work thing or like school camp or whatever (laughs) but (laughs) and you in that context you can find a lot to be interested in about each other and a lot in common but as soon as you're back in your real lives there's just not enough there and I really feel like that's who, what it's who are you like. saying this about Lockie and Bella? Yeah, Irina and Lockie. Irina and Lockie. That, see, I just feel like they are not a match. I I, I don't know. Maybe are you, do you don't think this? Do you think that they are really like a good I like mean, they have a lot of things on in the common face and of it, it's like similarly. contrary to um Bella's conspiracy theories, I think that Irina um <laughs> does love nature and yeah, um, someone dug up some old Instagram posts where she was hiking in the Yuyangs or something. So I'll take that. Sure. She likes And she in, in has dogs and she, you know, she's yeah. kind of outdoorsy, I suppose, as opposed yeah. to intrepid. Um, mm. And, you know, maybe, and I mean, she does have a career that is like translatable to other places. Yeah. So, you know, sure. I, I guess to her, she feels like, well, it's compatible because I feel this way about him and I think he feels this way about me, but also I love travel. I love adventure. I love being outdoors and doing kind of that stuff. I mean, I don't know. It does with Bella and Lockie, it seems more kind of about how attracted they are to each other. Yeah. It definitely feels more like physical chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. And yet they can kiss and it just completely falls flat like he is just pashing on with everyone I mean you know kind of doing these like passionless sexless kind of pecs with everyone yeah um that you know I don't know how anyone would fall for that that it doesn't get your motor running your big motorcycle engine (laughs) running well it doesn't look sexy to me but also it doesn't look believable yeah uh, just on Irina, uh, I do think that her feelings are genuine and I do think she's probably an, a, a nice person, but I was laughing that she was definitely getting super passag during during the um the painting on him. Yeah, this is what I mean. Um, they're all – that's what I meant by they're all behaving in ways that are not super cool. 
Yeah, but like with that anatomy flex, she was basically like, "Um, I actually do think I know where a heart is. So I know I didn't paint over the top. It was such a weak line, but it made me laugh. You know, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I am a nurse. I am aware of the cardiovascular system and how it's laid out in the body. I would never have drawn a heart over the incorrect area. So I really had to draw the heart over the top of your lipstick kiss because it was just offensively inaccurate according to to Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, weird flex, but okay. Uh, It made me laugh. Yeah, they're, they're all kind of in different ways it seems like you know, we're seeing lots of sniping yeah. and, and from what um, we've, from what I've been told by people who've watched other seasons that, that it's much more intense than other seasons have been. Yeah. And I regret saying at the beginning of this season that I would like it if there was a friendship between, <laughs> between the contestants and that they, that would raise the stakes because it's been pretty horrible seeing them go from being buddy buddy to just at each other's throats and unable to be in the same room as each other and slagging each other off yeah and I mean obviously they're being pitted against each other by the narrative yeah and the producers and the editing and the producers are presumably egging them on in the bits to camera but but they are but they're I was about to say they're rising to the bait like but they're stooping to the bait and (laughs) They're both making little like snippy remarks about each other um, that, yeah, I mean, apart from the fact that all of this is in service to like be chosen by an offensively mediocre man, but also it's it's childish, it's unedifying, it's like it's not, you know, and maybe, just maybe, that's built into the foundations of the show. The model. It's possible mm. that that's uh, inescapable. I don't know. I just feel like watching it, I'm like, when the women behave poorly and they do and they have, I'm like even like Juliet with her her weird flex of like I'm getting DMs from TikTok stars yeah. <laughs> or whatever. She was clearly, you know, so frustrated at being like kind yeah. of strung along for all this time and then she kind of does snap and say like, well, I've got all this other shit I could be doing, all these other yeah. dudes I could be doing. Yeah. <laughs> and and then it's like, you know, she's sent packing, but also she's kind of framed as like, oh, you know, she's a loose cannon. Like she, yeah. she's, she's an idiot. She, you know, and that's what I mean. It's like none, none, like Roxy as well. Like I feel, and I feel some guilt about the last few weeks speculating about Roxy and her yeah. behavior because I'm kind of like yeah you message that oh, shit, sorry. Ooh, oh my god I, I said message right as your message came in <laughs> whoa last week in particular you felt like you'd gone to gone in too hard on Roxy well rather that I I wasn't being self-aware at the you time critically thinking about yes it. I wasn't yeah I wasn't really getting the bigger picture because yeah, then the same afterwards I, like I was like you know in the shower and stuff just thinking about Roxy. Um, Roxy, if you're listening, <laughs> you're you're living in my head rent free. But I I just reflected on what yeah, whether it was Roxy or Ariba or anyone else, like getting this treatment from, you know, the audience. And it's so often women framed as oh, you know, she's crazy, she's jealous, she's this, she's up herself, she's too confident, she's clingy, she's and it's 
you know, women can't win, you know, like she's, it's like the old, um, you know, if she sleeps with, if she sleeps with them, she's a slut. If she doesn't sleep with them, she's frigid. If she, so you know what I mean? It's like, they can't win. And so the only girl and you know, the cool girl phenomenon has been written about a lot, but the only girl who is totally acceptable is the girl who like completely suppresses all of her emotional needs yeah, and just yeah, services yours <laughs> within a body that's like, you know, beautiful and thin and toned and tanned, but also she has to like hoe into like burritos and burgers and ribs and, you know, like the person who's playing that, that kind of role at the moment is, oh, her name escapes me. Beck? No, oh, the, Beck. Oh my Beck. God, we have not even met Beck. Yeah, so she's yeah, kind of the the cool it. girl car- cardboard cutout at the moment. Um, That's true. That's true. We didn't really see much of her at all these this couple of episodes. Yeah, it was um, the Bella and Irina show. It was Bella when she was going off on, you know, kind of losing her marbles a bit talking to Lockie. It really felt to me like um, like that thing when it's when this – something you've been stewing on in your in your head and you come up with this kind of theory and it makes sense in your head and even maybe when you like run it past your friends or something but then when you say it to the person it's (laughs) you say it out loud it's like you really it's like that that meme of the the like conspiracy theory wall collage guy like trying to point like uh, and she was trying to talk about like see i thought of the mingo i thought of the burn book no but when just when she was trying to say to Loki, oh you know there's all arena's getting in between us but she kind of like skips the reasons that she thought that so he was just kind of like oh but then he doesn't give a shit anyway and he chose her so because she's got those beautiful doe eyes which she does she, <laughs> her face is it, very beautiful is was behave was behaving badly which, yeah. you know, let's separate the action from the person. Some of her actions yeah. were a bit mm, Karen, not Karen, I would great. not do that on this podcast. Thank <laughs> you. separate. But that she, she's in a situation, you know, with her um, consent <laughs> where she is pursuing someone who is having, carrying on relationships with like 5, 10, 20 other women and she's now behaving in this kind of paranoid conspiratorial vulnerable way and it's like yeah yeah no shit like (laughs) when people are under the pump emotionally you don't see their best side you know No, but I also didn't enjoy then when she did feel like she was (sighs) getting wanted from Lockie she was really acting like in a like kind of that really smug, like she, or she was, she was so happy for herself that she just couldn't, couldn't stop it all spilling out in front of the other women. Where and but that's the thing is like, that she, she was like a different person. You know, she's yes, like a different when when she validated. gets what she wants. She's and when she's been energized. And, yeah, she's energized. She's like sparkling. She's open. She's got this big smile. She's Giddy. she can't yeah. stop. You know, um, smiling at everyone. And it's like I suppose because she's had that fix of that yes. that oxytocin. Because they're all the kept in these weird, they're the rats in the cages in the mazes, yeah. and then they That's get true. the little strawberry milkshake. And so yeah, then they're, they're even more, you know, fucking stoked because they've been like locked in a fucking mansion for months. 
Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I'll cut her some slack because mainly I was just thinking if another one of the women was acting like this and talking about how they're, you know, so perfect for each other, she would have been so dirty at them for it. Yeah, but also it did strike me, I think you're right, but it did also strike me that then Irina's reaction, as it's been cut together, who knows how what it really was, you know, to kind of walk right, to be in tears, to be like, should I just pack up and go home? Like to have this very, you know, um, big, emotional, heavy reaction to something that intellectually she must know is happening. He's... Yeah, he's going on dates with other people. He's promising other people things, like, but then to see her react in that way, in light of her revelations about, you know, I never get picked and I'm always left. It's like horrifying to watch. Yeah, because you just think, well, if she isn't the last one standing, she's got to go through a humiliation on a grand scale in public. Yeah. Um. After having d- divulged to everyone that it's like the third or fourth time it's happened to her. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, yeah. But if she wins, if she, you know, inverted commas, is the winner, then she has to be with Lockie <laughs> go to Bali. <laughs> well, at least for a period of time. You know what I mean? It's like yes, there are no winners it's here. No, there are no winners. Should we talk our predictions for hometown next week hometown visits this is a thing karen you haven't experienced it i haven't experienced it but it's reversed now isn't it so everyone's coming in to sydney they're not going to homes they're not going to the city that you're from now because of COVID. i think oh okay yeah so i think hometowns are everyone coming descending on sydney i guess Yes, and I did not know that I would live to see the day that on a Channel 10 primetime show someone would talk about feminism. Yeah, that I, I think that that was Izzy's family. Yes, I think it is. I was, I was doing a process of elimination um, and I think it is. And, of course, the thing with Lockie is I bet you he thinks he's a feminist. Oh, he's going to tell them, you know, yeah, definitely. I, you I'm know. all about equality. Yeah. Um, but I also had a horrible thought because I'm so used to feminism being trashed and used as a punchline that I had a horrible thought of like, oh my God, what if, what if the person who's asking is so anti-feminist that they're like <laughs> testing to make sure he doesn't have any crazy ideas, like wives should have to work. You know what I mean? Like I was like, fuck, but we, we'll see. No, yeah, and they rolled a- out some of the, in the teaser for next week, they rolled out some of the, you know, um, most you know, stereotypical, boring tropes of like the dad who's like going to come down hard on him if he hurts my baby girl and all that stuff. So I can just tell that next week's going to make me want to stab myself in the face. Yay! (laughs) I'm glad. But then it's another week of this excruciating pain and then it's over. Then it's done and we will have done it together like a hike to base camp (laughs) at Everest. Are we saying it's Bella and Irina, the final two? I feel like that's what's being set up, but I but I wonder if it'll be like Beck and Irina. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't Beck, think it's Izzy. No, I don't think it's Izzy. Sadly for Izzy, I think that she's she's sort of Stephen Bradbury at this point. Yeah. And what what 
what they have ever even talked about, I don't know. I feel like he just mm-hmm. says things and she just laughs at him. But it probably works out great for him. <laughs> he's like, that's why he's like, I love Izzy. She's a great audience. Yeah. I'm here all week trying to feel. <laughs> so maybe Beck is, yeah, I feel like she might be the dark horse. So you reckon it could be either Irina or Beck or Irina I think it'll, or, and I, I, My gut is that it'll be Irina and Beck. Okay. But I feel yeah. like it's been set up to be Irina and Bella. You know, they're making such a big thing of this, like, showdown between the two of them. Um, yeah. But I think probably Bella will Bella, Bella will get in her own head and um, keep pushing this anti-Irina campaign, which will probably get her chucked yeah. out. Hmm. But I just want to just, yeah, like, probably. yeah, I just wanted to, like, you know, scoop her, scoop her up. Like, I wanted to just grab her and say, like, yeah listen to me, like we're going to drink some tequila and we're going to get to the bottom of this because not only was it an insane idea for you to go on this show, but he is nothing. He is nobody. <laughs> like, should I just go home now? You can do so much better, even though that that even might be a lie. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But because of the men out there, you mean? Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, did you see that um, Drew Barrymore's got a new show? Like she's starting a new, no. sh- like the Drew Barrymore show, like the Oprah show. Oh, it's extremely yeah. cute. And she had um, all socially distanced that she's interviewing everyone either two metres apart on little chairs <laughs> or by Zoom. It's extremely <laughs> adorable. But she had Jane Fonda on and she asked Jane Fonda <laughs> about how she's sworn off men. And Jane Fonda's like, well, like I'm 80, so I've kind of shut up shop down there. But she said, oh, you know, I've just sworn, I've just, I've stopped dating. I've sworn off men because you know too much trouble. And Drew Barrymore revealed that she also hasn't dated at all since she separated from her kids' other parent, Husband, yeah. Yeah. which is like five or six years ago. Wow. And yeah, I just feel like there's a kind of, I don't know. I feel like there is a kind of like different energy around like being a single mom and being in lots of single mom spaces and maybe it's like I just noticed this stuff more because I'm looking for it but I feel like it would be so amazing if like one of the you know if there was like a reverse honey badger situation yeah <laughs> like if someone who got oh. to the end was just like you know what like nah sorry like I'm choosing me good luck with that but I'm I've out been to paradise <laughs> You might be um, too young to have been a Beverly Hills 90210 stan. Uh, no. Well, I was too young <laughs> in that I shouldn't have been watching it probably, but my older siblings and I used to watch it on a Sunday night. Oh, that's right. Taken- You've got older sisters. I, um, I do. The, yeah, yeah. Well, remember Kelly famously chose herself yes. in, yes. The, um, in the showdown between Dylan and Brandon. She said, mm-hmm. I choose me. So can we get a little bit of that energy going? Um, yeah. I'd love to see Let's it. Garth it up in here. Jenny Garth it up in here. <laughs> Woo! Um, oh, I just have one last thing that I want to say, which is my MVP for oh. this couple of episodes. So setting aside Juliet and her epic pronouncements, <laughs> um, because it's unfair, because, like, that was great and – I really hope that she has connected with some rappers and so forth. <laughs> um, my MVP was just a little moment which I enjoyed um, was Caitlin at when she was all sort of 
quite hilariously flustered at the beginning of the intimacy challenge <laughs> and then she she put the lipstick on without a mirror as far as ah. I know. So she just like added her lips and kind of just put the lipstick on and I thought that's a, that's a bad bitch move. I've always loved a woman who can put on lippy without a mirror. Skills um, to pay the bills. That. That's like. However, someone on Twitter pointed out that they think that all of the women use the same lippy and in coronavirus <laughs> times that's just not okay. Not okay. Bit of an oversight. Yeah. I thought you were going to, we, we didn't talk enough about Caitlin tonight and that, oh, and Caitlin has definitely earned this. Goodbye, yeah. my lover. Goodbye, <laughs> my friend. You have been the one. We loved, we loved getting to know you. Yes. You're a classic. Really- you seem like a really cool chick. I loved her just casually smashing a magnum while yeah. she was sort of like, I mean, like, you know, product placement, but she was just like, yeah, I'm spewing. I'm not on this date. Nom, nom, nom. I was like, yeah, you're the best. Do you reckon we'll see her on Paradise? Oh, I hope so. I yeah, hope, and who Juliet, would you like to see? Yeah. I'd like to see Juliet on Paradise. I'd like to see Caitlin on Paradise. And they seem, did they seem quite tight in the end? They were quite, quite sort of sweet. Yeah, right from, um, right from when Caitlin came in um, as the bride, she seemed oh, yeah. like she became friends. Ariba, Christina, and Juliet. So that's I wouldn't be right. surprised if Caitlin and Juliet were quite palsy by the end. Yeah. Mm. Don't yeah, know. Cool. That's just a- Hopefully they'll be on Paradise. Um, and obviously Ariba. Ah, uh, yes. And we said Rosemary right at the beginning. But yeah, oh, <laughs> God, I'd love to see Ariba on. I um, am a little bit worried about sending um, porcelain skinned Rosemary to yeah, Paradise. To Fiji. Yeah. But, SP you know, uh, oh, speaking of porcelain skin and perfect cheekbones, Zoe Claire might be going to paradise maybe. Yeah. So um, in terms of them doing it for, like, drama casting, I imagine they would probably send in Zoe Claire, Juliet. Roxy. And then <laughs> Roxy. And, and Ariba. then Ariba. Do you reckon Ariba would go to that resort? I feel like Ariba would, would go and just shit on it the entire time. Yeah. Just spend the whole time going like, this is beneath me. Beneath me. Which is sort of Kira energy. That's true. <laughs> I'd really want to see um, the outfits, Ariba's outfits though. I feel like she'd have excellent um, resort style, like spring, summer resort. She'd look good <laughs> tropical for sure. Yeah. I'm like, does he know that in my DMs, like, I'm not replying to, like, certain people from LA? You can ask us to marry you on Nearly underscore Beloved on Twitter, Nearly Beloved Podcast on Insta, and Nearly Beloved Podcast at gmail.com. I could be, you know, talking to TikTok stars right now and my rappers. I now pronounce this podcast finished. 